Man, sometimes these big guys just takes a lot to get motivated. It's kind of like, oh, you know, those those big, bad diesel trucks on a cold day. It's kind of like getting revving it up a little bit. Let's get going. Let's get into this. Yep, that is my son, Porter. Just giving him the credit, man. I have been enjoying the company with him. So those of you out there, you might be prepared for this, but you might not be prepared for this, but here it comes anyway, because I'm real and I'm out there and I'm here for you. I'm here to help your faith grow. I'm here to help my faith grow and to gain a new understanding. So, hey, welcome to the Sanguine Podcast. I am Tom Baldwin. I am your host and occasionally I have guests, but usually all you get is the wonderful me for better or for worse. And some of you are like, oh man, Tom, it's the best of both worlds. Sometimes it's so awful. Sometimes you're just out there. And yes, I know I'm a redneck believer of Jesus that also loves science and knowledge. And is that a conundrum? Yes, it is. I am all of those things. The real question is, you listen to me. (laughs) You're just like, dude, we could deal with that very quickly. I know that you could. And so I so appreciate your listenership and welcome. As always, we're just here for one, to have fun, But two, it's just to discover more of the mystery and intrigue of a life of faith, that a life of faith is not just religion. It's not just going through actions and rote routines that are just boring that you do because somebody told you that you should. This faith with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father is fun, alive, active, challenging to the core, but so fulfilling. And it's anything but boring, and it's anything but a killjoy. It is so much fun. It is so much adventure. And part of this podcast, as we've talked about, is pulling apart some of the perceptions, some of the um, devices of men to skew the scriptures and to twist the scriptures to mean things that they don't. Now, am I the end-all expert? No. Am I even close to half of the end-all expert? No. But I am a thinking individual that desires to see people become part of a great faith community and a great relationship with Jesus. And so far, and you know, I won't stop doing this, although I've got busy with my other work, not made any money. I'm actually in the hole. And I do this for the love of doing this, for the love of you, for the love of community, because it's such a blessing in my life. Do someday I hope to make money? Yes. And you're just like, oh, here's the pitch. Well, to disappoint you, All I'm going to give you is my website, which is sanguinefaith.com, which there are buttons that you can donate if you want to do that. There is merchandise that you can buy, and you can also listen to the podcast. So there, that's it. That's the only pitch that I'm going to give. So back to talking about hanging out with my son, Porter. We have the last couple of nights, because the weather has been nicer here, here in Belgrade, Montana, in the closet where you can see my clothes. And those of you that are watching on YouTube, my nice new wide angle camera. So uh, yeah, you're welcome that you get a better view of this awesomeness. But uh, we uh, just got done with some sub-zero freezing cold weather. And so sitting on the front porch, even in front of a roaring fire, is absolutely miserable. So that's one of our favorite routines. So we haven't been able to do that. So Porter and I and some of my friends, but the last couple of nights, Porter and I have had 
time on our own. And so we got to sit out there and chat and smoke cigars. And some of you are like, yes, and I drink bourbon too. And I drink very nice bourbon. And so some of you are just like, how can you be a Christian and smoke cigars? Now, I'm not going to say cigars are good for you, but I'm also going to, those of you that are out there that are like, you're sucking down that mask that you got on your face because you're just, you created such a vacuum there. I would argue that our Cheetos and ice cream, you know, the number one food of cancer is sugar, right? And instead of people, you guys, you didn't, I didn't even try and I'm going down a rabbit trail here. We're going to go down real quick. We're going to circle the wagons and we're going to get back around. But the number one food of cancer is sugar. And so when people get cancer, what don't they quit? Sugar. They just get radiation therapy. All right. So back to cigars. Things in moderation are okay. And God designed our bodies and even talks about how in the Proverbs, a little wine is good for the stomach. And so there are things that we do in moderation. And so for myself and my son Porter and most of my friends, some of my friends, I would say smoke, maybe uh, I'm not going to go there. They smoke, they enjoy a lot of cigars. Okay. But things in moderation are okay. And this is time that I spend every time I have a cigar and you do realize that you don't inhale a cigar. So you puff it in your mouth, you puff it out. I know you're like, Tom, you're justifying. Just stop it. Stop it. Just quit doing it all together. It is a wonderful time for me to connect with my friends. And so it's something that I do occasionally. And so I have enjoyed doing with that Porter and I got on this huge sidetrack, which Tom is awesome about. And maybe that's part of the reason you listen because you love my sidetracks. And hey, have you noticed this face? This face is skinnier. We're going to talk about that on one of the podcasts coming up. I've alluded to that I've been doing some fasting. And so you're going to get in one of these upcoming podcasts, the down and dirty of everything that I've done. So you can make your own decisions, maybe be inspired, maybe be uninspired. So you don't want to do it. But today, what I want to talk about the last podcast I did, it was kind of heavy and uh, boy, I, I, yeah, I got really preachy and stuff and I do that occasionally and it just kind of comes out and you know that I still consider us friends, even if we di- disagree. And I think that you are one of the best communities out there, the sanguine community, the people that are optimistic during dark times that we're looking to our Savior. And even if you're not a believer in Jesus, that you're just kind of listening on you in the outskirts, you have my utmost Im- Im- admiration because you're searching and you're looking and you're a spiritual person. So you're getting my thumbs up. Actually, that's worthy of two thumbs up. So you're getting my two thumbs up here with those guns. You guys like those guns? It's like, man, when the fat's moving away, they're looking a little better there. (laughs) Anyway, so today I just want to talk about one of my favorite scriptures and uh, I'm going to do something a little different. I usually encourage you to get into the scriptures to find and kind of know your way around. It's kind of like opening up an atlas and you guys are like, what's an atlas? Well, those of you that use GPS on your phone, that's what an atlas used to be, where you looked at maps and so become familiar with that. But it's kind of like going into a new workplace. If you possibly work in a large corporation, I work in this very small closet here. So it's it's kind of easy to get to know the surroundings here. But if you, uh, you kind of get the lay of the land, you walk around and you kind of get to know that. And so that's what we want to do with the scriptures. And that's why I often don't give you references and encourage you to look and find for yourself. But today I'm going to do something completely different. I'm going to tell you exactly where I'm at and I'm actually going to read to you and I'm going to read the scriptures to you twice. And the first time I'm just going to read them like they are. And the second time I'm going to add an embellishment and you're <gasps> some of you out there and don't worry, it's, it's going to be really cool and you're, you're going to like it. And so 
it'll have some meaning. But the scriptures out of Romans, got my handy piece of paper here so you can see it on camera. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through uh, 39. And this is out of the New Living, not the Bible, the translation. This is actually a translation, the New Living Bible that came out. I'm not sure when it was, 60s or 70s, probably the 70s. Um, was just a paraphrase of, I don't remember what translation, but this is actually a translation. And I really like how a lot of these verses are worded in this translation. And so those of you that are new and you're just like, translation, what do you mean? Well, the original text of the Bible was written Old Testament, Hebrew, and uh, the New Testament in Greek. And so it has to be translated. And oftentimes the words and the contextual meanings don't come exactly across. And so different translators research and uh, some things come across a little differently. And I have to say, another rabbit trail here, there have been some translations in the past that definitely had some bias to them. And so, um, yeah, not a real fan of that. So here we go in Romans Chapter 8, starting at verse 26, I will look away from the camera. Maybe I can hold it right up beneath the camera. So I'm actually looking at the camera here. And that awesome guy, I'm already embellishing here, and he's not necessarily a guy. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers. For one, that's totally awesome there. Pleads for us believers in harmony with God's will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance. Okay, God's not surprised, right? Little Tom adding here and... uh Oh, so uh, in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so his son would be the firstborn among many brothers. And having chosen them, he called them to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with him. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? Since he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares uh, accuse us? Whom God has chosen for his own? No one. God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then, as Tom flips the page, will condemn us. No one. Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us and is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us, pleading for us. Can anything even separate us from God's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecution or hunger or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demon, nor our fears for today, nor our worries for tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation can separate us from the love 
that is revealed in Christ Jesus. So, man, there's a lot of stuff in that scripture, and I'm definitely not going to go through all the stuff there. I wanted to talk just about a couple of verses in there, but I, towards the end here of this podcast, I'm just going to go through and read that again with some embellishments, because I think it will be a blessing to you. And those of you that know, know what a blessing is, it's when somebody says stuff and you feel all warm and fuzzy over, that's kind of what a blessing is. It's something that makes you feel really good. I know it's like, I only say that because I was talking with some young people this week and some of their lingo kind of had me like, whoa, I was a little lost. And so anyway, this week, it's been interesting this week and the scriptures that I want to talk about, let's see if I can find it here on my sheet of paper. Um, oh, let's see. Is it not fair? Is there Jesus himself? And so the firstborn having come. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according for according to his purpose. And it seems like there's someplace else that kind of references that. Let's see if we can see here. Anyway, I've just been struck by that, that God, one of the things that I that I do in my life, and I try to leverage every circumstance. So when criticisms come in, come my way, or somebody has maybe harsh things to say about me, I take those things and I look at those things, and I'm like, "Is there things that I can learn from this? Are there things that I can leverage from this that I could become a better person?" And that oftentimes, when the harshest criticisms come, sometimes there's a little bit of truth. Sometimes there's not much, but sometimes there's a little bit of truth there, and and. <coughs> That's what stings. And as human beings, we often have a really hard time separating out that little bit of truth from all the anger and venom and sometimes spitefulness that things like that are said. But when I, when I, and I was thinking, because I've had, uh, I would say, some trying months. And in particular, this last week, there were some trying things. And you guys know that life is just sometimes hard. And oftentimes, if you're like me, I think you find yourself wishing that circumstances would change. And I've kind of been changing my perspective lately, realizing that maybe the circumstances are here to change me and that to change me quite possibly, and I think it's probably really true and you're, you guys are all out there nodding, it's easier to change me than it is to change the circumstances. And I spent a fair bit of my life trying to change and control circumstances around me. And if there are those of you out there that are trying that or have done that, you know how absolutely exhausting and nearly impossible that is to do, that you cannot control those circumstances. And so when the scripture says that God causes everything to work for good, okay, for one, this is a no-brainer redneck deduction skills that Tom uses. Good is not bad. And so what he's saying here is something that I should desire, that all things, okay, what is all things? It's most things, right? Except for this and this, you know, and this over here and, you know, that in-law over there. All is all or everything is everything works for good. And I got to thinking about this. I was just like, ooh. Where do I go with this? And so I have been in this attitude of submission, submitting to the circumstances of my life, realizing that all things, everything works for good, and that these things that are coming into my life quite possibly 
okay, I, I know what the actual answer is. That was a waffle answer. They definitely are because the promise of the scripture is true. And when it says all things work for good, and it's really hard in our finite and, and our minds struggle to make sense of moment by moment. And our minds have a lot of problems looking past the moment. And so let me give you two very specific examples that have been happening in my life. For one, the whole COVID-19, and some of you can probably relate around this, but for myself, the whole stress around the mask and the wearing the mask and my belief, and those of you that listen to my podcast know my beliefs around this temple and specifically this face of the temple, this entrance of the temple of the Holy Spirit. He says our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and that we shouldn't cover this up, and that this physiology, that some man-made disease can come in and wreck this. It's like, where is the faith of the believers of Jesus? And so personally, for me, this has been a huge conflict, and so I want to change the circumstances. I want the governor to lift the mask mandate, which he did. And then an unelected official here in Gallatin County by the name of Matt Kelly decided that he is going to keep it in place. So those circumstances don't change. I actually went to Kalispell, Montana, where the mask mandate was lifted and they didn't put any enforcement. And many of the businesses still enforced it there. And so I'm not able to change those circumstances. And so what I have realize is that there are things that need a change in me because during this whole thing i want things to be normal so i can be at peace okay here is the truth i am a believer in jesus and so peace is a byproduct of my relationship with jesus so it is something that i should always have and so it isn't forfeited by circumstances yet i am forfeiting it because of circumstances and so what this, all things work for good. And so the mass mandate, Tom's belief, all these things coming in conflict. And believe me, I've examined and re-examined my beliefs. And I'm pretty sure you guys are like, this is such a narcissist, narcissism statement. It's like, uh, I'm right. <laughs> right. Of course you're right. You're always right. And well, I'm trying you guys have heard my arguments. And if you disagree, please email me or have some sort of discourse on that. And so Tom's not at peace. So he goes in every place I go in it's a conflict. And so the good that is working in me, and I talked about it in the last podcast, there is this good, healthy, wholesome fire that's developing in my belly. And so I'm building courage. And so I walk into places and I'm totally prepared to have a very polite conflict with those that are there. And if they ask me to leave, I will politely leave. And so it has built courage. It has been strength. It has built the desire for me for knowledge and to understand my position, to be able to have discourse over my position and to have it peaceably. And so all the good that is coming in. And so now I can walk into any place and I can have peace. And if I'm asked to wear a mask and I'd say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to wear a mask and we have this discourse and they're saying, well, sir, we would like you to leave the store. I will politely leave. And so it has been the wonderful good. And so I used to put so much energy into changing my circumstances, but yet what has happened is that I am now allowing the circumstances to change me. Okay, one more, and then I'm going to finish up by reading that scripture because I think I'm already going a little long here. I'm not sure where I'm at at time, but it looks like I'm, I'm getting up there. So coming back from Kalispell, we were watching Liberty in her basketball tournament in Kalispell, 
and coming back, my truck lost an injector. And so we drove home, oh, probably about 60-ish miles from Butte on seven cylinders. And so now I'm having to work on this. Well, I have a lot of other things going on. Plus, if those of you that follow the podcast and uh, you get your weekly updates, you know that for the first time in like 60 plus episodes, I've got behind. And so I'm feeling a lot of stress and I'm desiring, again, peace in my life because I have a lot of things pressing in. And I do these podcasts because it's a passion that flows directly out of my heart for you to fall in love with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Father, and the scriptures, and the community of God's people, which is, it is let's just say, wonderful, absolutely wonderful. So I have these things pressing in and uh, I'm losing my peace, right? And forfeiting my peace is the right word for it because that is a byproduct of what every believer has is peace. And so I am letting the circumstances of the truck and I'm having to do a fair amount of repairs on this plus a lot of other obligations, plus this stuff that I like to do on top of it. So what does a person that wants to control the circumstances, I want to cut out this stuff. And so what I'm learning and what the good that I'm gaining from this season right now is finding that hidden strength that God has, that as you move into your passions, God will meet you as the Israelites moved to cross the Jordan in flood stage, the waters parted. So often in the scriptures, it is as we move into something that one of the biggest mistakes that believers of Jesus make is that they wait. And there is some waiting in prayer and intercession, but there's also moving. And often when we have the word of the Lord and we know what we're supposed to do, and this is one of the things that I'm supposed to do. And so there's no question where I'm supposed to be moving. And so to move. And then as I'm doing this, because guys, I got to be honest. I, and I don't know if I shared on this podcast, but I fell like two weeks ago. I hit my head like pounding hard, straight backwards, not catching myself, goose egg that literally, I'm not kidding. It was on the back of my head and I'm still recovering. And today I felt like, yeah, crap. You know, I wanted to say the other word, but, and it's just, like I said, it's unintelligent speech. But I decided I'm going to do a little prep. I'm going to come in here and I'm going to do this. Man, I tell you, I feel so much better. And so what I'm learning is that the circumstances, as we so often want to control those to bring our life into homeostasis, right? A place of balance, a place that is good. We get there by allowing those circumstances to change and reshape us. So hey, as we wrap up here, I'm just going to reread this to you. Um, Let's see, where do I want to start? Uh, We don't need to do the whole thing. All right, we will start at verse 31. What shall Tom say about such wonderful things? Get it? I inserted my name there. So if you're out there, insert your name as I'm reading this. If God is for Tom, who could ever be against Tom? Since he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for Tom. Won't he also give Tom everything else? Who dares to accuse Tom, whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given Tom right standing with himself. Who then will condemn Tom? No one, for Christ Jesus died for Tom and was raised to life for Tom, he is sitting in the place at the right hand, pleading for Tom. 
Can anything separate Tom from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves Tom? If we have trouble, calamity, or persecution, or hunger, or destitute, or danger, or threatened with death, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is Tom's through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can separate Tom from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons. Neither, I love this part, Tom's fears for today, nor Tom's worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of H-E double toothpicks can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky or earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. My friends, may the Holy Spirit just show you more of himself and Jesus and the Father that this week their imprint, their reflection will be seen in your life, in your dreams, in your visions. God bless you and have a fantastic as we exit with Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.